Welcome, everyone, to the Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. Thank you for downloading or streaming the podcast, taking some time out of your busy life to listen to us. And if you're digging the show, please subscribe, leave us a kind rating, share it with your friends. You can also head on over to Patreon.com slash SwordChomp if you'd like to further our vile cause. Um, but more on that later. Just a few shows to go until Game of the Year. And today, we really have a fun topic of the show. It's character creation. That's right. You know, you know, when you sit down with a game and you just start messing around with all the components and the character creator, like, like some sort of monster, like something with, with the body of a walrus. Um... <clears throat> The body of a walrus, <clears throat> and well, or like I guess a a, a giant buffalo. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Let's try this again. <laughs> Something with the body of a walrus <clears throat> and the head of a sea lion. God damn it! You ruined the whole fucking bit. Should have sent it to Shay. You ruined the goddamn bit. <sighs> Um, if it we're helps, trying to do. There was no bit there, just so just so you feel good about yourself, fish. Thank you. I've I do feel good. I've we were trying to do the. I brute forced all possible answers to that, and there was there was no good outcome. <laughs> we we're trying to That's do that office know. bit where uh, Michael's like so the, a monster with like the body of a, a walrus or the head of a sea lion or something with the body of an egret. Or the head of a meerkat. Or, or just the head of a monkey with the antlers of a reindeer, but the body of a porcupine. That's how it was supposed to go. So, thanks a lot, Fish. Thanks a lot. We did, I did kind of throw that at you last second, though. Well, so. we nearly dodged the bullet until he explained the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> There's no dodging a bullet here, my friend. <laughs> All the bullets. I must explain the entire uh, creation of every bullet. Mm. Um, no, we got a fun show today because we're talking character creation um, with the Swordchon community. Uh, we got people from the Swordchon community to chime in on like what they do when they create a character. And, of course, we'll discuss it as well because uh, I want to know what you guys do. And this, this should be a, a pretty fun one. It's a nice light topic to kind of help close the year out here. Um, but, of course, we have the usual... Uh, magic that you'd find on the chomp cast we have the game of the year polls that are in full swing so we have the first round results for that the listener polls that we run every tuesday on the sword chomp instagram i should say monday night um and we catch up on a plethora of games as the year closes hades monster hunter world i finished red dead uh, smash lots of smash brothers talk fish and josh have been smashing all night long so uh, it's it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a good one. No, it's going to be a great one. Um, but let's get to some intros here. The man that you just heard botch my intro. Uh, let me make sure that doesn't happen again. From Texas, <laughs> the Filipino Johnny Depp. Heidi ho Heidi ho Fish is here. We're going to do it a little differently this week, Fish. This is going to be like therapy time, okay? Oh, okay. So imagine whatever entity you believe in, uh, a great power in the sky, God, the universe, whatever it is, imagine they've given you the ultimate character creator of life and you can change one slider on yourself, a physical slider. And it, now 
take it off the table right now. We'll take the dick jokes off the table. You cannot enhance the size of your penis, okay? Of my penis, okay. What would you do with the great slider of life? Oh, everything else, though? Oh, God. Anything's on the table. One thing, though. It's got to be one thing. One slider. Oh, my God. The the intelligence slider. I would put that and just slide it all the way to the very end where no man's ever been before, and I'd be the smartest person on the planet. And everybody would have to look up to me. You know, you know what's funny about that is I just said the, the physical elements of the slider, and you shifted <laughs> intelligence. Huh. Uh, guess you really well, do need it. Yeah, I really do need it. I really do need it, I guess. <laughs> physical. Physical things. Yeah. Come on. Um, See, the, the worst the... part about that, though, is anytime you're given one slider, you need to ask for like three or four more. It's just not going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually, that's usually the second filling. menu. That's the second mm-hmm. menu, with mm-hmm. Josh, where you get, like, after you do the physical slider, then you get that screen, like, in the old Bioware RPGs, where it was, like, charisma, intelligence, strength, all that stuff. We're not talking about that, Fish. Physical. Go. You got five seconds. Pick something. Now. I, I pick my ears. I want them to be the biggest ever, and I'm going to fly around with my ears like Dumbo. Yeah. That's, a, that's a noble cause. Just Thank you. Just really, I mean... really stick it to Will Smith. Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. And it's funny you actually accidentally stole my answer, Fish, because I, other than making my penis smaller, because it's just causing too much pain right now uh, at its normal size, um, what? I would, Do I would it to be an indie. <laughs> and any, oh god, it's like that video I sent you guys earlier this week. No, like my, I've always had like I have one really nice ear, and I have one ear that's slightly uh, bigger, and. My wife didn't even notice it until I pointed it out to her, and then she was like, yeah, you do. And so, like, I would want, like, tiny, perfectly symmetrical ears. That's what I would go for. That's adorable. Yeah, but that's a, that's a different slider, though. Symmetricalness? You can't... It's yeah, ears. There's, just there's ears. either tiny ear it's or... It's the ear slider. It's the ear slider. Yeah, so... I would go s- tiny, tiny. They can look like a goddamn horseshoe for all I care. Just make them smaller. No. Because horseshoes are notoriously small. Uh-huh. There's two things wrong with your ears, and they're big, and they're not symmetrical. So, the symmetrical those are two physical things you have to pick. The symmetricalness doesn't bother me that much. I would go with smaller because oh. I got the the wow. they have these cute little like elf hooks on them, and I'll, I'll keep those. I don't mind that. But if they're smaller, okay. no one's gonna really notice. So, when I was younger, I used to be self conscious, and I'd grow a big afro so it would cover my ears. And nobody knew that. So you guys, that's why. Dear God, I have been wondering about that afro for years. Me too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why did it ever happen? This is, a, this, is our, this is our therapy show, Dr. Phil. You're the time. only person I ever saw wearing Jinkos and a fro <laughs> who was that fucking white. It was amazing. <laughs> well, you haven't come to Montana, Josh, <laughs> mm-hmm. let me tell you. Um, anyways, so yeah, that was a nice transition. Fish is here, of course. So we have two for ears, which I did not expect. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, Fish. I'm excited to talk to you later. Thank you. Yeah, I got that idea actually from the new Dumbo movie that's coming out. You guys see that? Yeah, I don't give a shit about Dumbo. Now with less Jim Crow. I was going to say, what is this, the 1930s? (laughs) Whoa! Jesus, Fish. You don't know who Jim Crow is? I'm excited for Dumbo. Should I? Yeah. Should I be? 
Okay. It's like middle school no, history. No, not really. I mean, you're a product of the American school system. So Just tell him. Just tell him. It's 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 Come not on. great radio to have fish floundering. Well, it's kind of good radio to have Actually, fish floundering around. Yeah, Flounder is one of the most popular fish. <laughs> flounder is the most popular fish. I'm sorry. Josh, give him a history lesson. We should call we should call fish we should call fish flounder. That could be a good nickname. There could be a nickname there. From the little mermaid, yeah. yeah. No, god damn it. What? Fine. Whatever. Thank you. I love how flounder is clearly not even not related a to a flounder. <laughs> no. That's one of my favorite no. things about that movie. It would have been cute if he looked like a flounder with the eyes on the same side of the head. He did flounder kind of cool. a lot. Yeah. He flounder did flounder a lot. Yeah. 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 Did, did a lot of flopping. flopping. Mm-hmm. A lot of flopping. Uh, what about you, Shay? You got one slider. Shay's here. Professor Layton, we call him the professor, from Japan, the one and only. You got one slider. What you got? Um, I would increase the size of my nipples so large that they would cover my chest entirely. Hmm. They would call me <laughs> nipple chest. You know, that's a good idea. It's probably, you know, a little thicker, more protection. Very sensitive, though. Mm, that's true. Yeah. So you'd be, like, almost impervious, but even the slightest little flick would really hurt. Or, or that's, arouse That's you. an interesting trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can imagine brave. when a date goes down very brave of you. you. She goes, she goes to, like, like pat my chest, chest, say, hey, thanks for paying for dinner, and I'm like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All of a sudden, your knees just kind of go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Wait, now let me. Can you describe this a little bit? Now, when you say all nipple, are you talking about like the the under part of the nipple? Oh, I would, the, I would the... like so like <laughs> most of the chest would be areola, and then <laughs> okay. I'd maybe have about golf ball size actual nipples. So like I could hang stuff on them. Golf ball. I was gonna say because <laughs> if you were all nipple, you're. <laughs> Your chest would look sort of like a comb or something, like a soft comb. <laughs> but instead of the bristles, they're no, nipples. No, I just have you know two nipples, I mean? and they're they're very thick. Okay, I can hang things on them. Hmm. I've never seen an areola slider in the game like that, but I guess that's how you guys are going to play this game. I just got to roll with it. Um, so we have Dumbo ears and Dumbo nipples. Huh. <laughs> So you areola. You want your entire chest to be areola. That's what you're saying. I like how scientific I was. I said the under part of the nipple. That's <laughs> that was not scientific at all. I know. That's the joke I was making. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks for being here, Shay. Uh, Joshua Fowler is here from Michigan, of course. The Jimmy Rustler. What about you, Josh? Um, I can only imagine where you're going to take it at this point, but. Where are you taking the slide? Mm, let's see. I'd probably max out liver. Just, oh, for that. just crank that bad boy up. <laughs> you just, yeah. just have a regenerating liver. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Alcohol will not phase you. Is that a serious concern of yours that at some point you're just going to develop some sort of liver disease or cancer? No, not really. I, I really don't drink that much. It's compared to the Europeans. So, yeah. It's true. We, the true standard, Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all right. So we have Dumbo ears. We have a Dumbo areolas, and we have a regenerating liver. So that is to create the perfect Chompcast member. And um, I, of course, am General Mountain Time here from Montana. 
And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this show. It feels like we're getting a, we all, you know, my Christmas tree's up. You get that feeling of the season, you know, game of the year, the last few podcasts. It's cold outside. You got the holiday spirit. It just feels right for gaming. Um, and we're going to carry that rightness into this show. Uh, so, but, but first, I really want to ask you guys because I wanted to give this a little attention. Uh, a lot of people have been asking about Smash. Smash this, smash that, smash this. I know you and Josh smashed a few hours last night, Fish. Uh, and you're sort of a Smash newbie. Uh, how, how are you feeling about mm-hmm. your Smash time so far? Uh, I, I'm enjoying it. Unlocking all the characters is surprisingly fun for me. Like, that's one of the fun things in the game is unlocking new characters and getting to go ahead and play those new characters that you unlock. Um, Though I was upset at the very beginning when I thought, oh, I can't wait to play and pick from all 100 characters, and they give you, like, seven. And I was so disappointed at that point. I was (laughs) like, oh, shit. It's like the original game. You start off with eight again. You're like, what the hell is this? 1998? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) That's a bold move. That's a bold move, yeah. Yeah, well, but, yeah, I think you unlock them faster than any other game so far. It's like every two matches, mm-hmm. one of them will yep. show up. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's faster than any other game I've played in the series for unlocking the I can't one. believe you got Cloud so far. I can't believe you got Cloud that fast. Because it's random, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're doing the mm-hmm. single-player mode, it's just random. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, and you can also unlock them through the the little campaign that they have as well, which is the World of Light. Um but from my understanding is you have to actually play through the world of light multiple times. So um, to, if you actually want to unlock all the characters, because there's, I believe three different branching areas that you can go off of. And hmm. um, I, I believe you can't go back to the other two once you pick one path. So um, you, you can yeah. unlock the whole thing. It just oh, takes can? forever. You have to like loop back ah. around. It's a massive, Ooh. massive map. Once you finally it, it's unlock big, the whole yeah. thing, yeah. yeah, your little character just runs from battle to battle, and um, you get spirits, which um, is kind of cool. You get different fighting spirits that have like a different type to them. There's like a a defensive type, attack type, uh, grapple type, and a neutral, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. I mean, for a fighting game, like for them to have something like that in the game where you can just jump from battle to battle and have different um, types of uh, mini challenges. Soul Calibur, the original sets, Soul yeah. Calibur was kind of like that. It had like these little. You didn't unlock things really, but it had like these cool little challenges. And it's I one of the things I heard that's really cool about it is that the challenges are really nostalgic. Like they do all these cool things for like longtime Nintendo fans that you'll. Mm-hmm. Uh, really notice and appreciate. Yeah, like all basically all the battles have some sort of theme that you're going with. So you'll have like not just challenges, but like really weirdly specific challenges um, mm-hmm. in order to uh, to actually you know beat the different encounters. Um, like, give me an example. Like, um, like, um, there, there's. 74 heroes, I think, currently. Um, but yeah, the spirits that there. you have are kind of like the trophies in the older games. They You just show up for absolutely no reason. They don't do anything. They're just kind of there to look pretty. But mm-hmm. um, 
they're they're also kind of your stat thing for for the uh um that main campaign is like a uh like kind of like an rpg sort of a thing you have to go through and collect different different things but anyway like each each one you'll go to will be like controlled by a different spirit which which could be a character that is not one of the playable ones and so they'll basically set up the encounter as if using those other characters you actually can play as that you're playing against the other one so they'll like you know um drastically increase the speed of something or um have you play against two characters that would normally just to kind of give you the impression that you're experiencing the other game is kind of what they're they're going as um kind of what they're what they're driving at anyway so hmm. what is uh what do you guys go what's your go-to fish as a, as a smash newbie do you have like a what's your top two if if everything's on the line and you and josh are going mm-hmm. at it mm-hmm. um what do you who are you picking uh i I used Little Mac last night, and I really like the speed on Little Mac and his uh, his power moves. I did a lot of dashing and a lot of smash moves with him. Um, is that is so, that proper terminology? Smash moves? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm they're, they're essentially the heavy attacks in oh, basically okay. another game. They're slow, but they do a ton of knockback compared to everything else. So they're mm-hmm. kind of they're kind of how you actually confirm kills in this game, which is um, I'm kind of going off the impression that people have played Smash, but let's let me not do that. Smash Smash is a very different fighting game and basically every other fighting game you attack the enemy until their health reaches zero you know standard mm-hmm. video game type stuff but smash is different because you have to knock the enemy off the screen is how you actually confirm a kill in this game and damage increases the amount of knockback that each of your attacks does um so you start at so- 0% and it goes up from there um and you have to eventually just knock them out of the arena um, so if they're really weak, like they have like a hundred percent damage, they're easier to knock out of the yeah, arena. Yeah, they're easier to knock yeah. out. Um, can you knock somebody out of the arena if they're at like almost full health? Is it possible? You can. Um, a lot of it's just kind of where you decide to fight. Um, I, I laughed so hard the other day when we and Fish were playing this because two times in a row he ran up to me and I grabbed him right at the very edge of the screen because I was already standing there and just kind of lightly tossed him off the side mm-hmm. <laughs> and killed yeah. him. Uh, yeah, it depends on the levels, definitely, mm-hmm. because, yeah, certain levels, like the screen will move, the whole terrain will move as well. So, like, a few times Josh caught me where I wasn't paying attention that the off screen, I was, it was like, like... right cr- next to where I was, yeah. Right next to where I was, and they were not very lenient on how far out off screen you could go without getting back and... Yeah, Josh kind of nudged him. That. Nudged him off the screen. <laughs> so, what's the trick when you're like? Because that was the thing that always threw me off. Like, whenever someone smashes you and you go flying in the sky and you try to like float your way back to the the place so you can grab onto the ledge and not die, you're just kind of just hovering back. Can you like? Are you trying to use your characters like boost moves uh, to get over there? Like, what's the? Uh, they're all different. Um, the uh, 
recovery is a big part of a kit in in each of the different characters. A lot of them okay. are not super strong characters. Like, for example, Jigglypuff and Kirby are both, you know, puffballs that have tons of jumps. I think I mm-hmm. think both of them have six midair jumps. So you can just float your way gently back to the stage uh, mm-hmm. after getting knocked around. <laughs> Um, but okay. a lot of their kit is put into that, so. Well, like Bowser's a big, areas. heavy motherfucker. So how does he get back? Not well. He just sink like a rock. Not <laughs> well. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of you have to you have to play to your own strengths is a big thing in this game. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's that's in every fighting game, but it's extremely noticeable in this one because there's so much more movement than other fighting games. Most other fighting games, yeah. you're, you're kind of confined to a very limited space. Um, whereas in this one you have just options all over the place. It's like, it's for as simple as the gameplay seems compared to most other fighting games, the options are much wider, um, as far as your actual approach to, to taking that fight. So I actually had a question for you guys. Um, Mm-hmm. Since there's all these new characters in the in the game, because they they've introduced like a ton of new characters, what's one that you guys haven't mm-hmm. really used yet that you want to try out? Ooh, I think I've played everything at this point, like at least a game, because I I tried to hit all of them while I was playing with fish, um, mm-hmm. but I didn't really play with uh, either of the Castlevania char- characters. So they uh. Simon and Richter Belmont were added in, and they are kind of like a ranged poke sort of a character because they have all the items Mm. from those original games. Like you get the the uh, the cross that you can throw out and it'll spin, and the 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 axe that has the exact same arc trajectory that you've got in every other Castlevania game, Mm. and the the holy water that just kind of you throw at your feet and makes a bunch of flames. Um, So he's really good at spacing. I would have thought he'd been like whip heavy. Well, yeah, like you you of... get that for like your smash moves, but but a lot of his kit is put into those items, just like in the oh, okay. uh, in the other games, um, mm. which makes him really it's he's hard to approach because he's got so much stuff he can just kind of throw out to get in your way before you get to him. He he looks like he's going to be really both those characters look like going to be really fun, but I've not really played with them that much. I played a couple times against Fish, and I had no idea what I was doing. It was awful. Um, yeah, yeah. He's he's another one that because well, so much of his manage. kit is put into those items, he doesn't have good recovery. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. You can get like if you get knocked off the stage, getting back is very hard. As the uh, as the Belmonts makes sense from the little bit I have played. That makes so. sense. How's the new Piranha Plant been? Have you guys played as him yet? Uh, he's a DLC. That should be out shortly. Oh, okay. not in the okay. game yet. I wasn't sure if yeah. it was out yet or not. He was is it uh, free DLC. It's paid. He, it is the I didn't buy used bonus is essentially what he is. Like if you uh, buy digital, he's kind of essentially automatically added. Or if okay. you buy the the regular game, you have like a code or something that you can put in. Um, oh, okay, okay. Is is it's kind of what the Piranha Plant is. Um, and then. I think they have like, what, like five or six other characters already planned, and then DLC you can buy that'll give you all of those. For okay, 
I want to say 20 bucks, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But none of those are out yet. So, so I, I actually have one other question. Sorry if I'm taking your questions, Morgan. Um, with this, like, because they've, <laughs> they've made a Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers, every single generation. What, what mm-hmm. sets this apart from all the other ones besides the sheer amount of characters that they've just kind of jumbled into here? What sets it apart? Um, well, oddly enough, just because they have all been for different generations, they basically rebuild them from the ground up every time. So they're all on completely different engines, which is not going to be super noticeable for people who aren't really into the, you know, competitive side of it at all. Um, but they all play drastically differently for, for example, uh, brawl on the Wii was kind of their whole design philosophy from the Wii that, um, they wanted to make it more accessible. They wanted to try to get rid of the super, super high-end, you know, skill gap. Um, mm-hmm. And so they added in a random chance to trip anytime you dashed, um, which huh. was fucking stupid. It was really dumb, and it really hurt the competitive scene for that game. Um, sort of, until people got used to it and essentially made it so, well, just don't dash then. So so the air game became super important for that generation. Mm. Um, the big thing here is that they, they have managed to tune this very tightly. Like, I don't think there's a single character that is not competitive in this game. It is super, super tight as far as who, who you stand a chance with. Um, they have buffed a lot of the characters who were, you know, just not really competitive. Uh, the... The bruisers, the the super heavyweights, are not as slow as they used to be. Um, there's stuff you can do with them because the, the the biggest issue with them before was that it, it, the, everybody else who was playing against them could just kind of dance around them, like you'd whiff an attack and then you just get punched for it because they were so slow. And they've all been sped up enough that they're competitive now. Um, they're not characters you can combo with well because they're still just too slow for that. But you can get in a single hit here and there, and it does enough damage that it that's just kind of their playstyle. Um and that that's been really cool. Like it's heavy characters have not really been competitive until this game. Um I think the biggest other thing than that is that they have added in a an input buffer in the way this one is coded. So you can kind of queue up abilities in order to make your combos easier to input. Um, that being said, because you're queuing them, it's also easy to get punished if somebody reads that because you could have two moves set up and it will execute them. Um, and if somebody dodges, you're stuck for both those animations. Um, okay. Which is an interesting change. That's not something, it's not even something you're really going to notice unless you're like really into it because it's, it's. They still come out, the attacks come out really fast. It's not like you're just kind of sitting around there forever, but it's really noticeable if you're, you've been playing the series for a long time. Um, mm. But. Well, how is, um, uh, have you guys, do you guys have King K. Rule yet? Yeah. Yeah. He's fun. He's a. Uh, Does he, he make those noises he made in Donkey Kong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. He he's, 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 he's fun. He's a. Uh, trying to think how to describe him um 
he's got a really well-rounded kit. He's got really good recovery, but mm-hmm. like he's like, as far as distance you travel, he's it's good recovery, but he he's not well protected during it. Like a lot of the recovery you use will kind of clear space for you while you're getting back. He doesn't have that. Like he's still vulnerable oh, okay. during it, but he can clear a lot of ground. Um I would love to do like a theme battle where it's like, I'll pick King K. Rule, you pick Donkey Kong, let's mm-hmm. go to the jungle and theme it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Cloud the only Final Fantasy person in there? Uh yes, as far uh, oh, playable. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you couldn't really do a theme battle with him. Well, so Pokemon people, have you uh like who's the um yeah, this is the tr- Incineroar is actually yeah, Cine- I think Incineroar he's new to the, the series. New- for this yeah. game one he is like a heavyweight <sighs> brawler mm-hmm. like he plays he plays like a uh you know um like a wrestler <laughs> yeah like a mexican wrestler like a lot of his moves are like that he even after a lot of attacks he will have a part of the animation will be like a taunt flourish or something as part of your like uh you know essential your your lag coming out of an yeah. attack which is hilarious it's just just the theme of it is great um hmm. in order to make him feel just just that, that unique that bird would have been a good fit for that that one mexican wrestling bird that we all liked from uh halucha yeah halucha that would have been a good fit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so why many. not put hitmochan in there and hitmonlee in there I would love to see them in there. I think they've yeah. been assist trophies a couple times, but uh, I'm kind of surprised they haven't yeah, made a. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't like made a Pokemon themed Super Smash game because like there's so many different uh, Pokemon, they could just Pokemon. make it their own Pokemon or, version. Well, yeah, Pokemon Tournament is. Oh well, yeah, but yeah, that's still kind of Tekken. That's yeah. Tekken yeah. Pokemon. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. very smaller scale 2D fighter. Um, right. Yeah, like the the big thing in Smash is they've always. Pokeballs have been one of the items forever. Um, and so you can... That's... This game is very customizable as far as, like, the experience you want to have. Like, Fish and I played a lot without items just to kind of get used to the characters this last time. But yeah, one of the ways you like can play too. is with items on, um, which drastically increases the randomness as far as... Uh, what the fuck's gonna happen? What, yeah. What's gonna happen? And it's kind of. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy playing with items on a lot because no matter who you're playing with, the items will drastically change up play styles. Yeah, like um, a special or a bat or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, that's that's if you don't want to be hyper competitive. Because well, but if you're there's hyper still competitive, competitive modes that do that. A lot of a lot of the competitive yes, modes, yeah. like the like the high high end tournaments, a lot of the time turn that off. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah. there are still still a decent number of competitions that have items on just not you know it's there's enough randomness there that it kind of it's not taken super seriously at the high end but as far as mm-hmm. actually i i don't know why is kind of the thing because there's the a snobber, lot of snobber, like competitive yeah. card games and stuff like that and that the whole game about that is <sighs> learning how to mitigate the randomness like the whole thing is random you just shuffled this deck figure out how you can win with the randomness you've been given and I, I i really enjoy that about smash is that you can there's still skill involved it's not just like 
oh well, they got the I win button. Yeah. It's it's not that. Like there's still like a lot of the times like an item will come out that's ridiculously strong and the correct play will be not to pick it up but to use it as bait in order to kind of pull off, you know, your your own unrelated plan. Um and that it just it's it adds in a different level of strategy that a lot of games don't a lot of fighting games don't have. It's just a lot of times it can be just dumb fun if you don't want to take it that seriously and it's good at that too because of all the of all the randomness. If you just if you don't want to take it seriously, it's still extremely fun. A lot of fighting games mm-hmm. suck if you have not put hours into them because there's just so much to memorize. Whereas in Smash, if you learn one character's moves, you basically know all the moves. Um as far as inputs are concerned. Like uh, how to pull them off. How yeah, to pull yeah. them off. Like they all have different ranges and speeds and stuff like that. And you'll have to learn that. But you're not going to pick somebody up and have to memorize like a different 18 key input in order to perform yeah. some some attack. As much as I love a lot of games like Soul Calibur and stuff, I've just never been into the whole, okay, over, over A, remember a down, mm-hmm. down, B. I've, I've never, and in the, in the fury of a fight, I can never pull those off because of my, you know, mm-hmm. it's just. So yeah, there's a the, simplicity to the it. The only works, characters so. that have those at all in this game are actually uh, Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter because they came in as DLC <laughs> yeah, last that gen. That makes sense, I guess. Um, yeah. However, they're Ryu and Ken, like literally the, the original Street Fighter matchup. So even if you don't even fucking play Street Fighter, you ought to know that, you know, a down, you know, turn towards the enemy and then punch is going to throw out a Hadouken. Like, it's just, like, you're... Hadouken! Yeah, you yeah, get, yeah. like, just, just kind of by by osmosis, you kind of know a lot of those button commands. Um, well, you know, it's just like anything that's more, you know, party-friendly or whatever, you're going to have the mm-hmm. purists that sort of put up their nose and snobbery at it, so it's it's just one of those kind of things. Yeah. It's... Um, that that's always my favorite thing about it is that it's it is probably the most deceptively competitive game out there as far as yeah. what sort of strategy you actually can get at the high end and I think Nintendo mm-hmm. has again done a great job with that um be, uh, because it's a new engine like always there are just kind of weird weird things that the competitive scene is going to have to get used to from this one like that that command buffer is very different. That is completely new. That is probably going to change up a lot at the top end, but most people probably aren't going to notice it. It's probably, if anything, it's probably going to make the game a little bit easier um, for the bottom of the bottom. So someone just picking it up is probably going to have an easier time getting into it, um, which I think okay. is a good thing. I think is a good thing. It's uh, it's very different um, from kind of the way they their their approach has been the last couple generations um from you know like i said with the Wii one nerfing the top end making it so if you're putting a bunch of inputs you just have a chance to fall over and then and then the last game trying to go back to essentially the most competitive competitive it's ever been and not really succeeding but yeah i i think they've done a good job with this one i think i think it 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 functions well at both extremes, which is something I haven't really felt in the last couple generations 
of the game. So I'm I'm happy to keep playing a lot more of it. Cool. Um. All right. Well, I think it's we'll we'll catch up a little more more on that next week. Um. That was your Smash Brothers minute with the Smash Brothers, Josh and Fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tag team yeah. in to give you the smashing you deserve. <laughs> There's always room for more. I would love to. I just can't. Like, I, I kind of mad. Well, I'm not mad because I, I blew my wad on Assassin's Creed, and I just haven't had time to get into it. Mm. Um, and then I bought Hades, which we're going to talk about in a set in a little bit. <laughs> which I'm not, I'm not uh. mad about. It's just it ended up being like a game you play for one day because it's so fucking. You hard. might want to be mad about it. It's just so I just. Um, well, no, it's fine. I mean, I, I promised Shay I would play it. But um, it's just, I blew all my money on that, and it's Christmas time, so. I would love to play Smash with you, but the funds are not in my table right now. Uh, maybe I'll just go dig around my house for things to sell. I'll just go on a pawning spree. I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, do that. Uh, anyway, so maybe we'll catch up a little bit more on that next week. And um, But anyways, I wanted to segue here. We got some more games to talk about, but I wanted to give that a little bit of a highlight because I know it is a game that a lot of people are curious about right now uh, and may even check out the podcast just to hear you guys' thoughts on Smash. But the topic of the show is, of course, character creation, a fun, light topic. I got some listener comments here. Every Thursday, we do a question of the week on our Sword Chomp Instagram page. And if we, we grab a couple questions to read on the air, uh, we like to get our, we want to have one of the more listener driven podcasts out there because um, our community is just amazing. So, but first, as we kind of go round Robin here, like how do you, how we approach the character creator? Because I'll tell you this. So I started this as a joke because I was playing Monster Hunter Worlds, um, which I'll talk about later. And I decided to make a uh, Jessica Negri inspired um, character cr- creation, which is basically just a generically hot blonde chick. Um, but, uh, which <laughs> is not a slam on Jessica Negri, believe me. <laughs> but, um, so that was sort of the joke I started. But generally speaking, when I go to a character creator, I, I try to make a very cool version of myself, but it almost never happens. And it's not just because I'm huh. not cool looking. I, <laughs> it's not just because I'm not cool looking, although that's part of it. It's, uh, it's just hard for me to, like, make a good version of myself. So, uh... And that always bums me out. And then once that happens, I just make a hot chick usually that looks cool. That's what I did. Uh, all my fa- um, Now, I will say the one exception was the Mass Effect, where I was able to make a, at the time, a shepherd that I thought looked really like sort of a crazy space version of me. Um, I look back on it kind of embarrassed because he had like a, a red goatee. And I look back on that and I'm like, huh, what was I thinking? But like at the time, I thought he was really fucking cool. And it really enhanced my, my experience. He was like a dark space version of myself um uh with kingdoms of omelor i remember i made like this really beautiful elf chick and i'd have to every time i got new gear i'd have to stop to admire how beautiful she was and maybe run to the bathroom for a little bit but in generally speaking i'm the creep when it comes to i'm a creepa when it comes to making character creators but uh, i see that josh but um (laughs) i always try to make myself first i just generally fail so i kind of wanted to know what you guys do and there's some really cool comments i have for here from the community as well um, Shay, I know we were kind of uh, taking a little breather during the Smash talk, but uh, we we had that ongoing joke for you with the the Jedder Shepherd joke that lasted a good while. Um, yeah, because you took the default Master Shepherd. But yeah, I, I what's, what's your approach? Don't, I don't take character creation too seriously. Um, I'm probably the person out of the podcast who takes it the least seriously. Uh, I just. I would rather, mm-hmm. I don't, 
I don't see a lot of value in spending my time um, creating a character that I'm not going to see very much. I, I like it's it's for me it's like the equivalent of like having skins on a video game. I I could care less. I it like it doesn't immerse it doesn't yeah. immerse me to have a character that looks a specific way unless there's one exception and that is if I am playing a fantasy game. So like with Oblivion and Skyrim, hmm. um I of course made a dark elf. I love dark elves. Um one of my favorite book series um main character is a dark elf so that's just something i've kind of always been drawn to so i actually like when i play those games i put a ton of effort into the character creation but other than that could care less like when we played no man's sky i just made the most outrageous character i could same with when josh and i uh played red dead online a few weeks ago i just tried to make the most ridiculous character i could um yeah, I, I, I just don't take it seriously. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. To be honest with you, that's well. It's funny. It's funny. Like the the <laughs> we let our the streamers help you make the the No Man's Sky character, which was kind of funny. Um, that's <laughs> that's like true. Geck. That's true. <laughs> that was actually really fun. But I. But what about? It seems like you're a little. I, I mean this in a friendly way. It seems like you have a little bias toward the fantasy games you love because in Oblivion you see yourself a lot less than you would see yourself in Mass Effect. Because in Mass Effect, every time you talk to somebody, there's a big close up of your face as you're talking. That's true. Over and over that's, and over again. Yeah. You don't even see in yourself. In Mass Effect, yeah, it does come up a lot. Like if you have a bad character in Mass Effect, it's gonna ruin every cutscene. <laughs> Cause it shows your own face constantly in there. Like it's it's like ninety five percent reaction shot of your own character in that game. Exactly, yeah. and that's part of the reason why I actually left Jetter Shepherd is because I was like, I'm not gonna take this seriously, <laughs> and if I make this shitty character, I know it's gonna pop up a ton, and I don't want to do that. So, and honestly, when I was playing the game, it seemed like Jetter Shepherd kind of fit the profile of what I would imagine uh, that character being like the. The look of Jetter Shepard kind of fit the profile of the character to me, so I didn't mind playing yeah. Jetter Shepard. As far if if you go like the pure Paragon route, I think default male Jetter Shepard is uh, fitting enough. Yeah, but like with any nuance, he just can't pull it off. Huh. Yeah. Was that, was that a, well, was that a slight saying? That I'm not a nuanced kind of guy, them. Josh. You want to throw down? No, no, I wouldn't say that. At least not so bluntly. Yeah. Well, you I weren't saying it bluntly at all. Oh, there, there's, <laughs> those were some ve- those were some veiled barbs there, sir. Hmm. Hmm. Nothing like a veiled barb. Hmm. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Veiled I don't know. barb That's is probably I'm... one of my favorite Castlevania games. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually gonna say, you know, there's nothing like a barb being eaten by a demogorgon, but. You know, we we all went to different mm. directions there. Yeah, different places. Yeah. I was thinking about cats having sex. A '90s grunge band at first, like that was that was my first thought, and then I uh, I went with Castlevania and title all instead. All I can say is that my mm-hmm. life is pretty Shh. plain. Is that where we're going with this? <laughs> huh? Sure. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I lost control of that one. Um, it, <laughs> for some reason, I thought of like when. when... I do declare. I was for some reason I was thinking of uh, when like cats have sex and they hide their barbed penises and they come out and how it looks really painful and they latch on. I remember reading about that when I was a kid and it like scarred me. I was like, oh my god, the cat's like penis latches on it to the scarred you? Cat. Just push the cat off the bed. Don't let him <laughs> get that far. <laughs> Jesus Josh. Christ. Josh, come on. This could have went along come in the on. intro with the elephantitis we were talking about. <laughs> Things no, that scarred us as children that we lost. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There was, there was, there was only Dumbo ears, no elephantitis. That must have been what put the Dumbo ears in Fish's head. Because he we were talking about elephantitis. Um, anyways, so Jetter Shepard. Mm-hmm. But you've, Shay's come a long way. He's learning in the ways of, I bet in cyberpunk, you're going to take a lot of sweet care in making that character. I'm sure I will. I, like, you guys are telling me, because we're going to play Sea of Thieves tomorrow to build a character. And I'm going to be honest with you, that was the last thing I wanted to do. I just, I don't know why. I don't like building characters. It just has never been interesting to me in a video game, ever. This is psychologically fascinating for me. Like, uh, not, I, That's like literally like... I might get, it, I might no, get into ahead. it since it's a pirate, though. That's the thing. Like, Well, it's weirder in Sea of Thieves because... So basically, they, they randomly generate several pirates for you. And you have to pick one. And the trick is you pick one and then you keep scrolling and it saves the ones you like. So there are all these pirates sitting in a circle. And basically you just scroll through them for like 20 minutes until you find your favorites. Then you narrow that down. But they're, they're already pre-made. You just sort of pick one that you connect with. So you might like that. I don't know. Huh. That, that, I think I like that a little bit more. Um, it's kind of just like rolling the dice and they kind of pre-make it for yeah. you. I like that. Are just rolling the dice. Surprisingly addicting, though. I spent a lot of time doing it. Um, anyways, uh, Fish, what is your approach when you go to make... Are you always trying to make the perfect Filipino Johnny Depp? What, what are you mm-hmm. doing? That's, that's exactly what I do. I, I model the characters after myself. So much so that every once in a while, I'll, I'll glance in the mirror and like, oh yeah, my nose <laughs> does come out that far, so I'll, I'll adjust the slider just perfectly to where my nose comes out that far, and then I'll check out my jawline. Especially mm-hmm. like in, I think I, I had the most fun trying to make myself in a game was in the original Mass Effect because when that game first came out, I think at that time that game probably had the best customization as far as your mm-hmm. character face goes. It was up and, there. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I saw all the sliders and what you could do and I, I immediately was like, I want to make myself in this game, you know, because it... it it would just immerse me that much more to see uh, an avatar of myself, you know, like in a marine situation. space version of yourself, though, because he was a little hardened, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You just Mass Effect comes out, and you think, "What if I had a second muscle?" And you made that. <laughs> a little bit. Right. What was the hair? Did they have like the soupy Filipino Johnny Depp hair in Mass Effect, or did you go mm. with something? I didn't even have soupy hair back then, so... Oh, you, oh, were you going for, like, slick back spiky kind of a thing? Is that what it was? hmm Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And I don't think they had that, so I had to go with, like, this weird, like, comb forward and then, like, spike in the front type of deal for the oh, hair okay. on there, so it was mm-hmm. a little 
weird. Like yeah. that that's one thing that I was upset about in that character creation in Mass Effect was they didn't have a good amount of different hair types in there. Yeah, they didn't have a um, lot of hair. The speak, no. speaking of which, I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not. Um however, they rebuilt the character customization engine with all of those games. Yeah. And it yeah. was ridiculously frustrating. Um mm-hmm. because yeah. you could char- you could transfer your character over from each game, but it didn't do it well at all. Yeah, they were different. Like I had yeah. to remake my character nope. three times and I was able to essentially make exactly the same character every single time, but their default oh we think you're supposed to look like this based off of your save data was completely fucking wrong every time. Well, I um, thought one to two was okay, but for me, when I brought it from two to three, it actually couldn't, br- it gave me a message saying it couldn't bring my character over. I was like, mm. what the fuck? That's the point of these goddamn games. It was like, no, I'm sorry. Mm. We can't make your character anymore. So luckily I just made a white guy with a red beard, blonde hair. It wasn't anything crazy, right? But like the principle of that was crazy to me. Like why would, you could make it better, but why would you make it to where you couldn't, you know what I mean? That's odd. Yeah, I I don't know what all exactly they changed under the hood, but it it seems very strange to me that I was able to essentially make the same thing, but somehow they had no clue how I accomplished it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you made the character customization every single time. Why do you somehow seem baffled by this? Um, it's, it's too much work, Josh. Yeah. Too much work. They, they hyped it up and they probably got lazy. Like, oh, you can bring your character over. We're not really going to take the time <laughs> to just, it's there, but let's just, uh, let's give an oh, error message. That guy left? That oh, we have no idea how this was originally built. We'll have to start over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a little bit of a, um, okay. So you make the Filipino Johnny Depp as close yeah. as you can. If not, then I, I try and go for like an Asian-ish type of like a samurai badass um or now mm. this is this is going to be weird mm. but way back in fallout 3 mm-hmm. when i didn't have a beard of any sorts or any facial hair still don't i want i want <laughs> i do <laughs> i do how dare you i wanted a beard in fallout 3 and I gave myself the Abe Lincoln whole neck beard type of thing. Oh, so game. you were Asian, but you had a huge beard? Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh. that's kind of cool. So I was very happy with my character in that game, having a Asian looking dude going through the wastelands with a beard. Would um, you trade having nice hair for a nice beard? If, if no, you could? No, no way. I don't believe you. What? <laughs> I just told you no. <laughs> Okay. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. Uh, Josh, what about you? When you're going to make a character, what are you um, going to do? I normally kind of have an idea of a character that I want to play as and then try for that. Kind of like Shay was saying for the whole fantasy thing, but for most games um, is generally what I go for. Um, like I'll have like an idea. Role playing. Like you'll yeah, have like role I'm role playing, playing but just for any of okay. them. Um, like if I decide well, I'm gonna play a mage this time, I'll make something that looks kind of like that. Um, for example, I despised 
the male voice actor from Mass Effect, Jennifer Hale is amazing. She's just one of the best in the business. So Femme Shep was literally mm-hmm. the only option unless you are mentally deficient. Um, That's me. Yep. So I, you know, kind of went off of what I thought that sort of character was going to be like and made the character that way. Um, playing, oddly enough, uh, Sea of Thieves is got the worst and also kind of the most interesting character creation out there. Well, you took off when we were talking about it, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but the, like, like w- with the randomness of it, but yeah. with that one, I like after going through it for like forever, way, way too long for just, okay, let's randomly re-roll, re-roll everything. I wound up with, you know, this old kind of aristocrat looking captain that mm-hmm. is kind of what I wanted to go with because I figured I'd probably end up, you know, giving a lot more commands in that game just from us playing mm-hmm. with each other just because I've, I've done a lot of read leading and stuff like that. So I kind of wanted a character that was going to be, you know, look kind of grumpy, but, you know, old looking grumpy con- guy to bark commands the whole time. So went with I, that. I liked our I liked our crew. I'm excited to see Shay in there because I, I think we all had like really perfect looking pirates. Fishes looked kind of like an Asian pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, mine looked like convicted felon version of myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They were all. I was gonna say something else, but I, I don't even want that joke will not play. Um, but uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's cool because it's weird. I've never seen a game where they're like just keep randomizing characters, and mm-hmm. you get to pick the ones you like, and then you keep randomizing the rest, and mm-hmm. the, and those the ones you picked stay on the screen. So after like half an hour, you're looking at the five you like the best, and you're looking through. It's weird, but effective. Yeah, yeah. I I do like that. Like it's it's not something intuitive at all but it gives it a really cool feeling like like you by the time you finally do decide on one like you kind of feel a connection with them like because it's not yeah. something you kind of fiddled with and oh, yeah, i guess mm-hmm. i'll settle for this yeah. like you yeah. you kind of you you end up with kind of a connection to it because it feels yeah it feels completely unique even though it, it probably isn't like there's they're gonna start running into the exact same essential components of it but because of the way it works it feels really unique to you Um, yeah yeah it's it's kind of like it's kind of like whenever you know your hamster has babies and you get to pick which baby is the best baby and then you fall in love with that baby then you go ahead and separate it from all the other babies yeah and let it live in its own little paradise cage what the fuck are you talking about what'd you do with the other hamsters Wait, so you had your hamster had baby hamsters. The I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't I don't take you for a hamster flusher. Um clearly he lost the other babies in his asshole. That's what happened. <laughs> That's an interesting insult though. The others were you hamster flusher. <laughs> yeah, add that to my repertoire. I can see it in your eyes. You'd flush a hamster without breaking a sweat. Uh, <laughs> um yeah no anyways it's like a slot machine it's kind of addictive because you're like what am i gonna get now Cha-ching, burning, burning, burning. oh look at this pirate um, yeah it's fun uh all right well let's get to some of these comments here they're pretty good i was gonna say 
But that Ansel, that it's kind of weird. One of the cool things I liked about Red Dead was that you don't get to create your own character, but you sort of do because you can like kind of change his appearance throughout the game, his clothing, his hairstyles, and such. And they're like in that weird middle ground where like. Like, when I first got to the big city part of the game, I made myself kind of clean up. I made myself look nicer um, at different things depending on what I was doing. So you're sort of like role-playing within a set character. There's not a lot of games that do that, that where you have like a hmm. a set character and then you can change a lot about them, um, which is kind of weird. Uh, but my, my fiancé, I'll tell you, or my, my wife, God damn it, I went backwards. Ha. <sighs> my... my no. You're Your never gonna overcome now. this. What oh, it's like a fucking mental <laughs> breakdown. We gave you shit for so long. You're just gonna keep keep, keep calling her your fiance now. Yeah. She she loves character creation. She will sit there and be like, "I'll try my best to make a version of you for like an hour." Like sometimes she'll do character creation for like five hours in the sims and then once it's like all she cares about because it's just a lot of fun so Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of games i think that if they have things that are not human like if it's a game that allows like i really like the character creation and massive and massive uh no man's sky because you can do weird aliens and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. as far as deepness goes it's it's only like a seven out of ten but you can do a bunch of weird cool shit with it that's uh that's that's kind of interesting instead of just the generic human that that most games dragon age had a pretty good one too and they're making some pretty cool characters in the early dragon age games that mm-hmm. um you got to see a lot uh anyways uh some here's here's what we think about some of these comments that were left for us um this was one that a lot of people liked uh headquarters left a comment that said i make my son alexander i only get to see him during the weekends so when he's not around and i'm playing games it's like he and i are going on adventures together which is uh, way more That's sentimental cute. than I expected this yeah. to get. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Here I am just creating all these pervy characters, and this guy's actually being a gentleman and creating a, a very cool story. Um, although I will say I named the my Celeste character Maisie, I think. Hmm. Um, or maybe it was just my file. Can you name do you name her or do you name the file? I don't remember. You name you the name file. I'm pretty sure she's always Madeline. In the cutscenes. Oh. Well, poop. Um, so that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Gilbeezy Skit said, I generally just try to make something that looks cool, fail miserably, try to salvage that, then give up and start the game. I've only ever tried to make myself in certain cases. I can only manage to get the red hair right. Um, yes. Well, I often fail miserably. As well. but that's part of the fun, I guess. Um, not all of us can be the Filipino Johnny Depp. Kilted Gamer said, I don't make it look like myself or celebrity, just something that looks cool. Mashing Random just makes me hate the character because it usually ends up like a half-melted troll doll or every other character in a Bethesda game. Um, yeah, I've never understood the people that just smash random. Just like, I'll just take a random character, let's go. It's like, okay. Sometimes I do like the random to just like have a template and then I build off of that. But... Yeah, that's true. You start as like yeah. a template. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of times you'll do that based off of like the eight presets or whatever there is, and you'll be like, eh, yeah, it's ballpark. Let's go from there. Um, yeah. So yeah. a lot of times a random is kind of a good starting point. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I'll just hit random until I get a pale white guy, and then I'm like, okay, I can build with that. Mm-hmm. 
Although one of our listeners, um, JSZ Arto, made like the he this happened a couple weeks ago. He made the Filipino Johnny Depp in Fallout seventy six, and it was pretty amazing. And then he made this character that looked like him in this game called Fishing Planet, but it sort of looked like fish if he had gotten on meth and just decided to go fishing. And just uh, <laughs> like fucking look real deranged. Hmm. Um, S- started living in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Started going real hard on finding them worms out in the woods and. <laughs> Going fishing. Mm-hmm. Real hard on them worms. That's the fish I know. Let's see here. Spider's Corner said, uh, that does look pretty close to Jessica Negri. Thank you. I generally start off making myself realize I don't know exactly what I look like from memory and I end up hoping for the best. That's true. I don't really know how to, like, I wouldn't be able to describe myself. Like, if in a game, you know, like, a fish that he pulls up a mirror. But, like, uh, I'm just bad at that stuff. I think a lot of people probably are. Because we don't look at ourselves that much in that context, you know? Unless you're fish, he just stares at himself all day, so. Right. Right you are! Um, okay, uh, Dragonstar just got confused about Jessica Negri's last name, which is not really prevalent to this. Um, <laughs> Pixel Adams, <laughs> Pixel uh, Adams said, I never really try to make anyone specific. Just someone that looks cool or good. I seem to always give them Nyscar, and that last and the first and last name. Not sure why. Um, the Iscar. How often do we find ourselves drifting toward a nice scar on a character? You know. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the input. I drift yeah. a lot towards the scars. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's because yeah. of our Final Fantasy VIII upbringing. Slashing each other in the fields. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we think scars are cool. Everybody needs a good scar in a fantasy game. It's true. And matter of fact, if my JRPG doesn't have a character with a good scar, I'm just not sure how to feel about it. It's a problem with Cloud. Cloud never had a good scar. Am I right? I'll take you're, your silence as a last. Yes. No, you're wrong. Thank you. Uh, Lynn Knight. 9716 said, I like to try to make myself into games because it gives it more of a personal feel and allows me to feel like I'm somehow in the game more. And that I agree with. Like when I made that Mass Effect character I told you guys about, it did feel sort of like a weird version of me was in that game. And that was, that's the goal, I think, in a weird way. Troy Togo said, I just try to make him look like a badass. Can't go wrong there. Oh, Naaman. Oh, come on. My friend Naaman here said, I just randomized my character. I ain't got no time for that customization. Sounds like something Shay would say. A man yeah. of my own heart. You just... <laughs> just not worth, you know, investing a couple minutes to do that. Yeah. You have 87 hours. Of, of game to get to very quickly. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I'm going to play a 40-hour game, <laughs> there's no way, no way I'm going to waste 20 minutes making a character. That's just way too much time to add to a 40-hour game. <laughs> I yeah. can't tell. I really can't tell that's if that's definitely sarcasm. sarcasm. <laughs> I cannot tell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 1% okay. is just such a big increase. Like, why would you do that? Why would, why would you? Like, yeah. Yeah. Name and this will change your life. Just take five minutes, make yourself, your whole world is going to change. Whole world is going to change. Or make fish. Just make fish. And just live <laughs> out that family. There you go. 
If all can't else go wrong failed. with that. I'll just leave it at that. You're right. You can't go wrong with fish. You'll be the most lovable, adorable character. You may find that your character does really bad with the ladies in game, but that's mm, okay. That's not true. S small side effect. In my game, he was the ladies' man. <laughs> all the other, all the other pimps came up to my character and were, and I was giving them tips on, you know, how to how mm -hmm. to treat a lady and everything. Yeah. How much time did you spend at the strip club in Mass Effect? Oh, uh, I don't know. I must have spent all of my disassembled parts from my weapons and gave them to all all the strippers there for them mm. to sell. Just sat there in those clubs. They did have strip clubs in Mass Effect, didn't they? Like where they'd have like the little yeah. Alien, they did. yeah. I, I think it was I think it was called Chora's Den or something like that. <laughs> You'd remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Chora's yeah, Den. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Man. We should make a no, Mass Effect. It was Effect memorable because that was one of the first times that they in games did a real massive push for like a like a kind of effects based distance sort of a feeling because in most of the game you just get music that's you know completely completely out of the game itself but when you were outside the club in Mass Effect 1 it sounded really distant yeah, like you were, like yeah, you were yeah. hearing the music from the club, yep. from down mm -hmm. the street. Um, and so it, it really was fairly unique for the time as far as just kind of an experience that you would not have gotten in gaming at the time. And then you finally get in there and you hear the music just the same as basically anywhere else <laughs> yeah. in the rest of the game. But it was just, it was really unique that they, that they did that. It was the, when, fish, when you hear the music dimly... Like when you're getting approaching it from the outside, like you're saying, Josh, is sort of like mm -hmm. like a moth to the flame for fish. He just oh, suddenly yeah. felt himself starting to be pulled toward. Yeah, fish the sound. is just wandering <sighs> around, and all of a sudden he hears, and he can't help himself. Yep. And he finds himself drifting his way all the way into there, and yeah, next thing he knows, he's broke. <laughs> just like that. Without well, tipping anybody ago. somehow. <laughs> uh, I think this is a... I think I get this joke. R.R. Ruckus said, I'm Tommy Wiseau with my Palico Ojai mark. So I think he made the guy from the movie The Room in Monster Hunter World. I think that's what he's saying. Uh, not familiar with the movie, but I get the joke. Yeah. Dick. Yeah, I'm fine with that. As long as he likes Monster Hunter World. This guy, Eric Dot. Oh, said every character I've ever created has been a petite redheaded girl named Sorsha. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the context is. Uh, if he's doing it in a creepy way, then high five, buddy. Man after my own heart. Uh, if it's not creepy, oh. then I apologize. No, huh. <laughs> well, I'll take the non-creepy side and be like, oh, that's interesting. You must have a character that's always going through all these different worlds, but is... Uh, one reoccurring theme that goes through them all. That's true. I like that. I it's, like that. Yeah. That's interesting. Like make, different timelines yeah. and different worlds. Yeah. Huh. That's an interesting perspective, Fish. Interesting. Thank Last you. one. Paradigm Dream said, I like to look up guides for different characters. There's some good stuff out there. Last time I played Bloodborne, I was David Bowie. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Just go and make something really off the wall. 
Um, God, Shay made the most horrendous Bloodborne character in the history of Bloodborne characters. I don't even remember that. that shit. You know, the odd thing about that, though, had I thought to do it, David Bowie is essentially who I played as in Bloodborne, so it makes the most sense. <laughs> I know, right? It Should've doesn't completely not David fit Bowie Labyrinth. from Labyrinth yeah. in Bloodborne. That would have mm-hmm. made even more sense. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fucking rock that cod piece. <laughs> Woo! love it when you talk to me like that all right well thanks for everyone for excellent comments and honestly character creation is great and i think cyberpunk is gonna be the next game that is i just sit there for hours making something and we'll see what happens tomorrow with shay playing sea of thieves maybe we'll check it up on that next week what he ends up with um mm-hmm. good stuff there good stuff wanted to round out some other games here as i kind of slip in the polls as well so me and uh shay decided as you the joke last week shay was very excited some might say, about excited, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it, about Hades, um, which was a new action game from the, uh, Josh is looking at me and telling me, uh, I don't know what he's saying, he's making me uncomfortable. Um, I, <laughs> uh, Hades is, was the new game from Supergiant. They made Bastion and uh, Transistor and of course Pyre and is a game we uh, company we have a lot of affinity for, and uh, they basically came out with their first early access game, which was a um, sort of isometric uh, brawler, um, sort of like a Diablo kind of style of game, but uh, very intense difficulty. But basically, the simple premise is you are living, trying to escape Hades, and <sighs> okay, let me try to explain this better. So. The, the character you play as in this game, Shay, is... What was his name? Do you remember? Nope. But he is the son of Hades. I don't remember. But he's the son of Hades. I, yeah, I remember I that. Know. Yeah, I think it was a unique name. Yeah, I don't know why game. Like, everything else is just verbatim Greek mythology, Greek, but I think he yeah, was the yeah. only unique name, so I don't remember it either. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Damn. I can't remember his name off the top but of my head. It has a Z in it? And an L. Yeah. But basically, your dad, Hades, is sitting on the throne. Cerberus, your dog, is sitting right next to him. And a bunch of other Greek characters. Sort of like your house. It's like your pad. You know, it's like your home. And you can kind of talk to them. And then when you're ready to, you venture out to try and escape the underworld. And your dad kind of mocks you. He's like, ah, whatever, boy. You're going to get yourself killed, killed, you failure. And there's kind of a nice, dry sense of sarcasm in, in some of the writing and stuff. But basically, it is a really brutal action game. And Shay was really excited about it. And I know we played it a lot. And he has a lot of opinions. So, <gasps> oh, here you go, Shay. All right. Um, first thing that struck me, you know, having recently interviewed Greg, was that there wasn't a lot of story in the game as compared to previous games, and that that really that that made it feel first and foremost not like a super giant game. Um, the story that you actually get from yeah. the gla- the game, whatever you glean, is um like Morgan is kind of alluding to when you talk with other characters and it doesn't feel like much of a story. Um, it feels like more, you're just kind of getting some background and the actual story is missing. Um, they're in between though, like each main segment, like there, there are these random, like little, I wouldn't call, quite call them cutscenes, but they're like, they show you this 
this like still picture of um like some generic Hades looking underworld thing and then you get this little you get this little bit of talking through there like it's some narrator kind of giving you a little bit of story but it just still it doesn't feel enough it doesn't feel like a super giant game so my theory there is that like basically be basically this is an early access because the story hasn't been fully built into the game yet. I feel like they have a lot of the component for the side stuff, like um they have a little bit for the flashbacks, but the real motivation of the story of like truly why are you trying to escape your father? Like what what is making you what is the driving force behind that? Um isn't there. So Mm-hmm. I I reserve like I'm reserving my my discontent for that because I believe I'm hoping and I'm believing that it'll be fixed um when it comes out of early access but yeah that that story stuff really it just was shocking I guess because it it's so different from the rest of Supergiant's games they've always had like a really in-depth story one thing I was thinking is yeah. that maybe they put a lot of the detail into, and this might, because I, I, I think, I actually disagree. I don't think there's going to be much more story. I think there'll just be like new stuff they'll add on to it. But what I think is maybe all the detail went into, what I noticed is that every time you die, there was a lot of changing dialogue, even though very simple and maybe not engaging for a lot of people. It seemed like they went, they were trying something new, which was like, they know you're going to die hundreds of times so that they just tried to give each character like hundreds of lines of dialogue. So that every time you die, you, you read something new. So maybe that's just a different approach that they're taking. I agree though. It is like kind of stark compared to their other stuff. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. It's for me, it feels coming off of Pyre, um, which just came out, you know, not that long ago, not even two years ago. It's just such a drastic difference. And it's kind of cool that they're taking a risk. That's another reason why I'm kind of suspending my criticism to some degree. It's because I think this game is also something very different in their repertoire. Um, Initially, when I was watching the trailer and stuff for it, I thought that it was... um, I thought it was going to be like another Bastion-like game. And it's... I mean, the combat is a little bit the same, but it's... It's very different, and the combat is actually yeah, something I've never really played anything like yeah. it. It is, it's it is ridiculously slow paced. It is like it is like uh, it's, and also it's not balanced well at all yet. Uh, not yet. I'm hoping they not fix yet. that. Um, like, and it's not even a difficulty matter. It's a the game is unplayable until you have a deflect. And you don't get deflect until you get the shield. A power up with a deflect, which you'll you'll get one each 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 time you play through the game. But it should be the guaranteed first pickup because you start the game and you always get some sort of random pickup. That drop should always be your deflect option. Deflect? How do you, I don't even know how to deflect? I don't think I ever got that. It's like a which, power up that yeah. basically when um, some, like when an enemy fires. Uh, any kind of attack at you or like the heads come flying at you basically as you slash with your yeah. weapon it deflects those attacks back towards yeah. it them yeah oh, it deflects okay, all projectiles and it parries all melee attacks um 
and huh. you will always get one of those in the first several rooms, but it should be the first room. Like, that should be the first yeah. pickup every single time, because until you have it, the combat sucks. Most of the combat revolves around slowly and methodically just kind of picking each enemy apart. Um, and it, it doesn't really work without the deflect. I, so I will say that it's, I agree. It's neat that you get three things to choose from, which, which I like, so you can kind of pick which playstyle you want to go with. But mm-hmm. I think you need it right away, because unless you, do, unless you have it right away, your options are not only limited, but they're just they're bad. They're all bad options. Deflect is the only good option, um, sadly. Well, I never even used it. I will, I will agree with you in that if you don't have <clears throat> certain power-ups, especially deflect, the game is so much more slower paced. And it, at times, becomes a slog. Um, there, there are certain enemies in the games, like you have two styles, I guess. I don't know how else to word that. Two styles of enemies. You have your normal enemies. And then you have the enemies that kind of have this armor. And there is mm-hmm. a there is a pickup, like a power-up, that basically allows you to shred through that armor. But if you don't have that, you're constantly just firing things and kind of backing away. Or you're deflecting. Yeah. And if you don't have deflect, you don't have that armor wow. uh, shredding power-up, you're basically just hitting and running. Yeah. And that, that to me, was not yeah. a fun part of the game. However. I will disagree with you in that I do still think the combat is fun when you have the right power-ups. Um, if, if, you get, if you get lucky and you get a good group of power-ups, the game is super fun. It's a lot more fast-paced and fluid um, compared to when you don't. Huh. Um, I mean, like you, you put that in a vacuum and you analyze it as you may. But Mm-hmm. I like I was having fun when like my weapons were imbued with like lightning power and stuff like that. The game, um, like mm-hmm. when I would fire, like because I ended up using the spear the most, and I would fire my spear, and then mm-hmm. it would hit an enemy, and then a, a lightning ball would go bouncing off of that and hone in on the next enemy. Or like when you yeah. when like you have a, something called your cast, and it's basically like just this magic ball that you fire and you have a limited amount of uses until you pick it back up and um imbuing that with stuff like uh you can imbue that with certain abilities where it'll spread out and like hit three or four enemies and cause damage that made the game a lot faster and it made it a lot more fun and i just i think part of the imbalance there is what power-ups you get when you get them, which is kind of what Josh was talking about, which kind of circles it back around to what I agree with. If you don't get certain power-ups, the Mm -hmm. game is considerably harder, and it's considerably less fun. And... Yeah. I'm fine with the power level varying based off of pickups, but, like, central mechanics are based off of pickup, and that, I think... Like, I'm fine with it changing your playstyle a little bit, but, yeah. like, there needs to be some way to deal with whatever kind of comes at you. And right. a lot of the time, you just don't have the good options. So, like you're saying, you'll just kind of 
poking back up, poking back up, and it's boring. It's boring unless you have all the tools. I feel like um, see, I I feel like, I, oh, go ahead, I, go ahead. I didn't feel go ahead. I, I swear that this is one thing that we're going to disagree on because I I think there's a, a lot of things that we might agree on, but I I didn't feel that way at all. I I thought the combat was fast as hell. Like for me, I was just I would I I like the shield a lot, but what I would do is I would do a lot of dash abilities. So like I was just like slashing and dashing, and I I didn't have any problem. I didn't even know there was a deflect, which is kind of crazy. Um, but like for me, I thought the combat was actually really fast paced and furious because I I never once was like poking people and running off. Like my play style was basically, and with the shield you can throw it around and it would like bounce off people. Like like fucking every shit's breaking. Like I love that weapon. Yeah, that's basically the only viable weapon in the game well the, yeah the, well I, I i couldn't really make headway with the other weapons but in general i was just i thought the dash felt good it was like when you play an action game where you're like is it pew, 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 pew. uh it's well, not good me, until I, you get the second like you get the first upgrade so you can dash twice because it is not faster than just walking away yeah, i have the dash twice i have yeah, yeah I, I have the dash twice because but i'm just saying general whenever you dash you are literally locked permanently locked you are stuck in one spot until the exact amount of time it would take you to walk to the spot you dash to um so it is not good until you get the second dash so you can chain it twice and actually move somewhere a little faster i don't know i guess we'll agree to disagree on that but i will say this there's nothing to disagree about that's how it works i dashed around and i did not have any problems that's what i'm telling you like i didn't feel like the pacing was hurt by it I'm not saying you're invalid. You, that's how you felt. You didn't like it. I'm just saying that for me, I would like attack I'm not explaining and, whether I liked it or not. I'm explaining how the mechanic like, works. Kind of are. I'm telling you that I would attack something and then dash to another thing and dash to another thing. And basically, I was ping-ponging off them like a pinball while I was tearing their guts out. That was my, that was my style. So it didn't feel slow to me. Mm-hmm. You were beating those guts in style? <laughs> what was that fish or the the, the outfit last... is the most important thing he's not the last airbender he's the what fish i'm the last gut bender <laughs> all right we had to get it in there <laughs> you had to fit that off the air joke a chosen chosen through time no but i will say the one thing i do agree with is that the power-ups make it substantially like there was times where i felt like unless i got the right power up it was just like it was just kind of a useless run. It was almost know? impossible. And that's it was almost sick. impossible like in certain areas like uh when you have to survive for 44 seconds, if you don't have the right power-ups, you're not going to survive that. I remember there's one where like you have these like floating crystals and they fire laser beams at you. And I got war- I got yeah. warped into this I hate those they enemies. They fucking suck because they fucking they're not suck. They're they're weird because you can dash away from them because they slowly move, but you can't interact with the attack in any way. You can't parry it. You can't really... Right. Like, if it's aiming at you, it hits you. It doesn't do a lot of damage, but yeah, it right. will hit you. And they're fine on their own. Like, it's a cool enemy design with one or two of them, but in those specific rooms you're talking about, there's a set spawn rate, and you're you're... If if at any point they start to pile up on you, you'll dash away from one of them and another one will be hitting you. And well, at that point, you're stuck there just taking the damage. 
Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I get warped in this room. It's not just a mass amount of these guys. They're also the armored ones. So, like, even mm-hmm. even with the... You can't interrupt the attacks. Even with the ability, um, like, for armor shredding, whatever you want to call it, like you just said, you cannot interrupt their attacks. Um, there are at least ten of them. You know, and like, it's like, no matter where you go on the map, they're going to fucking hit you. And it's not going to just be one hitting you. It's going to be a bunch hitting you. So, like, unless you have the right power-ups, you just feel completely overwhelmed and overpowered. And for the most part, I didn't feel that that overpowering. Like, there were certain times in the game where I'm like, man, this shit's fucking hard and it feels a little cheap. But then I learned, and I got the hang of it, and then I realized that was just me needing to get over that learning curve. For example, there's a mini boss in the game. Yeah. We have to yeah, fight two guys, is learning two curve. goblins with who um kind of warp and blow themselves up. Like those guys felt cheap at first, but then you figure out how to beat them and it's not so bad. But like there are yeah. Other, yeah. you hug yeah, them, pretty you stay tele- right up on their dick. They are. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think I've taken damage from them after like the no. first two runs. No, once I figured but, like, it out, they they're easy. Yeah. But the the situations mm-hmm. we're talking about, it just feels like there is a lack of I don't know if you want to say parity, like a lack of balance, um, with some of these areas. Yeah, there. Yeah. Well, but the bigger there issue is. is like Shay was saying after he beat the first fucking boss, which took him like hours of hell, then he fucking died and had to do it all over again. There's no fucking yeah. reprieve. There's right. no. Well, that's how those games work. You eventually learn how to do it, and it's not a problem at all to get through there. The major issue, it, it's not balanced mm. well. Like I said, the, the shield is basically the only viable option. The bow has less range than just throwing the fucking shield. Yeah. And the yeah. shield will bounce was... around and hit a bunch of things for the same amount of damage as if you take the bow yeah. and you're locked into charging up a shot and doing the same amount of damage as just kind of quickly tossing your shield at somebody. Like, it's... It's it's funny because you start major you issues use... with the balancing that just yeah yeah need well, to be fixed in order to make the weapons they... feel good yeah 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 I think it's a yeah. lot of things yeah I agree I just use the shield I I guess I wish that the game would have warned me that like basically there's going to be no type of checkpoint system because I that is that does harken back to a lot of old school video games like uh, I remember. Uh, playing Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, that was one of those games where, like, if you don't survive, you have to start all over again. It was frustrating, but that was a part of the game. That's what you knew. And with this game, there's no indication that, like, it was gonna like have a no checkpoint system. So I, I beat. I finally beat the first the first boss, like the first main boss, after you know trying a few mm-hmm. times and dying a few times. I finally figured out the pattern, what I needed to do. Um, cause that, that battle is hectic as hell. Finally beat her. I beat her on one health, one health. And mm. I, and I had, uh, I'd, I had, uh, taken the, the power of like, if I die, like if I take lethal damage, I, uh, regenerate 20 health. I taken two of those. So I'd use both of those up. And so I get to the mm. next area, which allows you to buy some stuff to regenerate some health. And then I go out into the next area and I just got fucking smoked. It wasn't like, it wasn't like I had a chance at all. I go into the next area and just got fucking decimated. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just warp back to this area. And then I go out of Hades and then I'm back at the very beginning again. And it isn't like, it isn't like 
weirdly enough, into the breach, where you get to take a little bit of something with you, which is another fairly difficult game that came out this year, even though they're completely different. Well, they're not completely different genres. They're somewhat different genres, but you take nothing with you other than um, like this purple power up that you get, like your gold. Well, keys and stuff. You can yeah. take keys and yeah, bags but and like stuff. that's 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 nothing. Like, why don't you get to choose like one power up you get to keep with you? That would that would at least add some balance, and it would make it feel like less of a grind to get all the way back to where you were just at. <sighs> I'll tell you why, Shay, and I figured this out. This is a theory that I have, and it's actually kind of unfortunate that I feel this way about this game. So they have a little timer on the front screen that tells you when the next major update's going to be. It's like, count down the 30-something days or whatever. And the reason that this they're set up like this is because they don't want people to run through the game in a day, yeah. which is what you do. It's It's artificially stuffed to just be an impossible grind because they, there's no content. Part there's of me no wonders content. that too. There is, there's, there are, there are, n- there's 27 rooms in this game from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, which for like a roguelike, oh, that's a lot. Like if you had 27 levels and something like Dead Cells, that'd be a ton because there's only like eight, but those are essentially worlds. We're talking screens. Like this yeah. is a fight. Um, and it's tough to get 10. It is tough to get 10. Like, the first boss is, what, like 15 in or something? 16 or 17, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's Between the combat What's being the slowly paced and the progression through the game as a whole feeling ridiculously slow-paced, it just it doesn't feel like you accomplish anything in this game. No. Um like a lot of roguelikes, you'll make it, you know, 30, 40 floors, something like that, and then get screwed or something like that. Um, or a lot of them will be broken up into, um, like we mentioned, Dead Cells before. There aren't a lot of levels there, but they're essentially Castlevania size. Like, essentially, what would be a zone in a Castlevania game is each thing it's not like a screen it's not but but in this one it's like an encounter one screen an encounter is one of those things and from start to finish you'll only get 27 of them um and that's supposed to last you a month until the next update so it's like huh yeah that's why i mean think about it like it feels it just feels artificially I wish they would have just said this was a, a GoFundMe account for their next game, because that's what it feels like. It feels like a GoFundMe for their next game. I, I hate like, to say like... that. This is the only game of theirs that I've not liked. Like, yeah. period. Like, full stop. This is the first game I've ever skipped dialogue in. Because I'll get to the end, yeah, and I they essentially say the same thing every time. They do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, it's... I, I've never skipped game... Skipped dialogue in one of their games before. I it's, know. It's no, I... it's weird. Like I the fact that I've had to skip dialogue in one of their games is that's weirder than anything else as far as mechanics goes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried that this game might could break them as a studio. It's so well, fucked, you know. Well, then, then again, I don't. I think I think is, that's hyperbole. There. I don't think that that's gonna happen. It's not gonna break them. At, yeah. No. 
they're still all their old games still right. sell fairly well. But the, the the biggest thing with this one is is it is the first game that is based on an existing property. Like it's it's Greek mythology. Like everything else has been completely unique. It's had tons of time and effort put into it. It mm-hmm. feels it feels great. Like just just seeing the worlds they're able to create is awesome. Like they've had yeah. such amazing stories and worlds to go visit. Um and in this one the main character's cool. The voice actor is really good. It's a, you know, a pretty good take on a few of the characters there. But it's still Greek mythology and like Okay, yeah. like once you have the first line of dialogue from each of them, you know, okay, so that's their take on Zeus. Um, like, like you, you get it. Like you instantly get it, and then it makes everything else afterwards skippable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of felt it's, that way. It's too. just like the only kind of... Yeah. I, the only kind of people I could see really wanting to progress in this game are... You'd have to be obsessed with it, and I just don't see what you'd get obsessed with. Like, there's no like the thing I liked about Bloodborne was like it was tough, but I wanted to see what monster was next. I wanted to see yeah. what world was well, next. All the levels in this the game difficulty just was like super bland. super tight in that game too. Like it was another like it well, it feels yeah. like Souls in the pacing of it. It's really slow paced. It's really methodical. Like you have to you have to you can't just kind of screw around and slash at something until it dies. Like you have to think through everything you're doing but it's just not tightly balanced enough for that to feel rewarding in this game yet well and well, but if even it then, gets I guess what there I'm i think is, it could be really good i guess what i'm saying is like why like why would you want to progress there's no like yes you could sit there and fight that boss for an hour and get to the next room and spend hours getting past that room or whatever but why like why at least with Bloodborne, I can say, I want to see the world. I want to see the next creature. I want to see where the story's going to go. With this game, there's no... You don't care about the story or the characters. The world itself is just a bunch of square rooms with spikes coming out of the ground. So far, yeah. obviously. So there's... I just... The why is hard. You know, the why is, is where I'm stuck at. Yeah, mm. and I agree with that. I think, like, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they have made three great games so far. Um, you know, no one, no one's infallible. Things happen. And... Here's the thing. There are positives about this game. Uh, Gen Z does a phenomenal job with the artwork. The artwork is still the highest of caliber, like period. Like they, yeah. no matter what happens in any of their games, the artwork is always incredible. And th- that's thanks to Gen Z. She always does a great job. Um, so that's honestly the first thing that drew me into the game was the artwork. Um, it's, it's always that. Uh, the soundtrack is awesome as well um it sounds like a if you Mm -hmm. were to mix a little bit of metal with some of the bastion soundtrack and they you know they put some other random elements in there to make it feel its own um and like like we've said some of the power-ups are really really fun and add a welcome layer to the combat but um i don't regret buying the game because I love the studio and I love the people who work at Supergiant. They've always made great games or they have the for their past three. Um, right now, I think, you know, having played this early access game for me, I think I'm going to wait for a little while and wait until they have a few more updates drop yeah. rather than just one and see where it goes. You know, uh, they, they already have my money. I already yeah. own the game. There's no rush to play the next iteration. 
Um, but I'm hoping that there will be a little bit more story added, that the balance, the balance will be taken care of to some degree. Um, and like, like we've been alluding to all along, giving us a reason, even, even if it's like a silly one, just giving us a reason to want to go through this world. Um, I like, I like Greek mythology. Um, I'm not obsessed with it, but it's not enough of a driving force for me to see or to want to take the plunge further into the game as of right now, I guess would be the best way I can word that. That don't you feel like this is kind of burnt? Cause this is now burned me from ever wanting to do early access ever again. Cause I'm terrified. Cause I feel like we're so scarred with what this game, like it left such a bad taste in our mouth that it's just like, man, we, we don't even know completely what's going to add or change. I, I don't so think so like, because oh, like, God, like if, I, I can see your point, but we also played another early act. Or, well, I did play another early access game this year. No, we did. Uh, Flamberge. And that was such a like surprisingly fun game for me. Like I did not expect to like it near as much as I did. And of course, that game has its own flaws too. It's an early access. It's a very different style of game, but I liked that game a hell of a lot more than I thought it would. And it's still in early access. It's like in a pre-alpha phase well, right you, now. You got it for free. You got it for free, though. Would you buy another early access? I would have. You know, if someone... Sure. I would have yeah. bought Flamberge, to be honest with you, um, to play that game. That game was that much fun to me. Um, it, right. I guess it, it's less dependent on whether it's early access, and it depends on the track record and the studio that's making it. Like, that's why I... But they have an excellent track record. They have an excellent track record. But and they've got not made burned. an early access game before. Right. They've not released one like that before. Right. Like, they've always had very tight Ugh. narrative experiences, which was yeah. what I initially said before I'd played any of it. Like, how how is this going to work in early access at all? And this is not really that. It's much more mechanics-focused. So, okay, give them time to balance everything. There's a lot of randomness going on. You kind of need more people just to see all the random outcomes in order to figure out how to balance it. All right, that makes sense. Like, it makes sense as far as why this one would be the early access yeah. title, but it's not there yet. Like, it's, it is not there yet. And it I'm feels like curious, a business. I'm curious yeah. to see what it looks like if and when he does get there, but... Yeah, kind of feels like a business decision because I bet that Epic gave them uh, a, a cut of deal with Epic because it got us all to run to their launcher and download this damn Epic launcher. I'm never going to play fucking Fortnite on it. So, right, <laughs> it's you know, and it's exclusive to that for a year. So I, it's probably some business stuff involved there, and why they launched it this early. That but, that uh, makes sense. Like we look at, um, I don't mean to be too dis like too off the rails here, but like we looked at. Um, I talked about it on the side pod, uh, uh, evoking the sublime, but when uh, Super Meat Boy was supposed to drop, you know, um, Team Meat was supposed to have more months with that game, and then Xbox um, Arcade approached them and was like, hey, we want to do this, uh, uh, you know, this basically the summer program, we want the summer of Arcade, we want you guys to be on it, and then um, it, that didn't quite work out, but then they wanted them on this... Uh, I think it was called this family feast 
thing where they it dropped in November and they still um team meet had to rush and rush and rush and rush and rush to get this game done. They got it done and then Xbox um you know like there's that whole debacle where what couldn't even be found but um you know Xbox had a, a huge yeah. huge huge um role to play into when that game got released because they said we want it for this promotion um a lot of eyes are going to see it and I kind of feel like what you're saying kind of falls in line with that is you know epic games had this um this store they wanted to drop and they said if we get a big name developer in here then it's gonna you know it's gonna give more people to download and as of right now the next you know surprisingly it was supposed to release this year the next super meat boy super meat boy forever hasn't dropped yet Mm -hmm. um so like really what what was the draw for getting this epic game store other than Fortnite and these other games that have mostly been released on other platforms. Well, we throw in um Super Giants yeah. new game that they're working on, slap an early access on it, and hopefully people will understand. And that's why for me I I can't agree that like it's totally assuaged me from ever buying a game in early access again, but I'm definitely gonna I will say this, I'm definitely gonna be a little bit more guarded with what I spend my money on when it's in early access. And I'm going to do a little bit more research, even if it's a studio I love, because I'm not like, I'm not completely turned off yeah. by super giant. I think this game has the potential to turn out a lot better than where it's at right now. So I want to give it six months, see where it ends up yeah. and move, move on from there one way or the other. So, yeah, I think there's a decent game in there. If they eventually get it balanced correctly, like it a lot of the elements are there it's just as a whole it just it doesn't really work so okay that's that's the final word as a whole it doesn't really work so yeah may, if you're thinking about getting it and you're out there right now just hold on to your money for a while i think we'd all agree with that um we'll see where it goes um but uh yeah it was definitely it, uh, we had an interesting conversation about it so I guess not all is for naught um a couple other things I'm going to slide the polls into here as well. Uh, Fish, you'd be excited to know that I played Monster Hunter all week this week. Woo-hoo! Doggy! Hey. hey! Hey, hey, Yeah, that's a fun game, am I right? That's a game right there. Game of all games. Unfortunately, it did lose to Red Dead in an obliteration in our game, game of the year polls. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, although it was funny because Fish voted on that poll, but didn't vote on any other ones that I saw. Hmm. So he only took the time to vote on that hmm. one poll. Interesting. Weird. You're, um, you're a liar. Yeah. I might have voted on it, but I wasn't going to give Red Dead any more of my time. 85% of our audience said that unfortunately for Josh, uh, Monster Hunter is now. That was an obliteration I did not expect. Um, so, but you know, not, I mean, I expected it to win, but I didn't expect that to happen. I mean, I figured it'd be more, uh, God of War beat Spider-Man 71 to 30%. Not surprising. I put it up against Spider-Man in the first round. Cause I just wanted to get that shit out of there as quickly <laughs> as possible. Uh, um, there, let's see into the breach. Sadly got, uh, obliterated by Celeste 76 to 24. Hmm. Um, and what a pure beat down that was that. Sounds about right, though, just given the two genres. 
Like, yeah. as as amazing as Into the Breach is, it's still a tactics game, and that is always going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. So nobody as played much it probably, as we've so. loved it. Like, I I I completely get it. Like, that is not everybody's thing. So well, that's why I wanted to put the two indie games up against mm-hmm. each other, or the two smaller games, because there'd be just to see. But yeah, it was it was an obliteration. Yeah. So, um, uh, and Josh will be happy to hear that in the wild card round. Far Cry 5, Crush Sea of Thieves, 81% to 19%. Yeah. Um, which well, that's I don't only because you, you only let one person vote by themselves <laughs> in that poll. You really, no, like, unless you have some sort of party true. voting, there's no way Sea of Thieves had a chance there. Um, well, people just hate Sea of Thieves, Josh. I still don't get it to this day because I love it, but I'm telling you, man, people hate that fucking game. It's real weird. It's real weird. Or if they're out there, they're quietly hiding in the cracks of this world. Well, so. no, they they heard some sort of Reddit post, and so they jumped on the hate train because it's the next No Man's Sky. We see right well, that, through your lies, rare. That means I'm down to love it if mm-hmm. it's the next No Man's Sky. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just we'll see. I want to see if we have great experiences this weekend because I always tell people that I got together with my friends and we had nothing but like hilarious amazing moments so i don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. maybe, i don't know what to tell maybe you maybe make a friend huh <laughs> lesson of the make story this friend. week make make a friend it sounds it's frustrating i listen to these podcasts and like i was listening to bomb the bombcast and jeff gersman was just like oh, i played cfds for a long time never I, nothing cool happened to me i'm like i i mean maybe they were just very unlucky i guess i don't know i mean I'm not here to invalidate other people's opinions, but it's just That's like the first day WWE I that game. wrestlers weren't flying off the boats. Mm-hmm. Now that's that, now that's a game right there. <laughs> sea of SmackDown. Um, nothing. Okay. Sea of Raw. I can bunch of raw dogs on my boat. <laughs> sea of Raw dogs. Yeah. Mm. Uh. S- Sea of steroids. All right. Um, so the first round is in the books. God of War will progress. Red Dead will progress. Far Cry will progress. And Celeste will progress. Uh, and I'm sure we'll probably end up with what we think we're going to end up with. But mm-hmm. it's fun to see what happens anyway. Um, the only other... Po- oh, I want to say this before I get to the, the closing show poll. Um, Fish, I was going to tell you that Monster Hunter, I have been playing it this week. And that uh-huh. game looks great on an Xbox One X, let me tell you. It actually gives you three it options, should. which is a little confusing. Uh, frame rate, resolution, or graphics. Um, so, of course, I took your advice and went with graphics because that's the way to go. Um, but I tried yeah. them all. So <laughs> I tried them all, and I couldn't really notice, like, a big enough difference. It, like, resolution and graphics look great. So they looked, but... If the game tells me that it's going to make... It, I don't like the choice. Like, Red Dead's not like, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Do you want It's just you play it, you know? Yeah. They're, they're giving well, me too many options. it's slow enough paced that there's no reason they'd ever prior, prioritize frame rate in that game. Like, it, it just does nothing for it. That's true. That's probably mm-hmm. true, actually. Uh, but yeah, so I will say, Fish, one of the reasons I went back to play Monster Hunter was because, one, I love you, and I wanted to acknowledge a game that you care about. I've been doing that for the crew. Aww. Um... And secondly, I had a scarring experience with Monster Hunter because I went back and listened to our first podcast where Josh famously said, we, me and Fish were enjoying it, and Josh was like, I'm not playing this shit because I've already played it before. Um, 
Essentially. Um, but I had a question he's, for you, Fish. He said that? Well, he was basically just saying it's another Monster Hunter game. But I don't think he meant oh. it in that critical of a way. He just wasn't as interested in sticking No, it no, I enjoyed what I played of it. It's just that what I'd played of it is something I'd already played of it. You know, eight other games. So. Yeah. Now, there's my question I have for you, Fish, because this is important. A lot of people are saying there's good improvements that they've made to Monster Hunter to make it more, um, that explain why it's become so popular now. Like, they've made a lot of adjustments mm-hmm. or improvements to grab a larger audience, especially in America. So I'm wondering, uh, for you, the big Monster Hunter fan here, what was the biggest thing that you hated about the series that they were able to change in this one? Uh, oh, I never played the other monster hunters this is my first monster hunter that i've actually got it into that and that's my exact problem with a lot of the the talk around this game is that a lot of the improvements are minor i wasn't trying to set you up to be an asshole fish it's oh thanks it's not it's not that direct it's it's actually a fantastic game i'm having fun i'm gonna probably keep playing it playing the fuck out of it um because the, the the best thing about the game is just the look of the monsters is they're fucking awesome looking, so you're always like, you want to see the next creature that you're going to have to come up and fight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the art direction in yeah. that game is top tier, I would say. Uh, and it looks fantastic. But, like, the weird thing is, I don't want to get into my a lot of criticisms here. I'll save them for game of the year. Um, but it has definitely been climbing my top ten list because I'm having so much fun with it. I found one of the biggest things I didn't like that I told you guys is that when you get like a an up close weapon, I didn't like how clunky the combat felt because you'd kind of get up and I felt like I'm just like hacking at a fucking jagracock for twenty minutes and it's just uh, it's not fun. But I tried I stacked out of my box and I tried the um, light bow gun. I don't know why they, it looks like a bow, but it seems to just shoot bullets, so I don't really know why they call it that. Uh, at no point have I seen a bow, unless it's actually shooting arrows and they don't look like, because they're actually called bullets. It feels like a gun, it makes a gun sound, but it's called a light bow gun, and it looks like a bow, but there's no arrow. There's no option to shoot an arrow anywhere, so I don't know. Do you know, Fish, what the deal is with that thing? No, oh, okay. I don't. Thank you for your expertise. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh-huh. 200 hours I mean, there, there is a bow in the game, though, for a weapon. That's a different weapon. Okay. Anyways. I don't know why they call that the light bow gun. Yeah. But, it's weird, right? It's... But it's... There's, an, there's another one, though, as well. There's, like, a, a heavy, heavy... A heavy, yeah. Yeah. But the light... It's fun, dude. You basically... So... I like to stay at a distance, and that's how I'm having the most fun with the game, because you get these giant monsters that are, like, rolling at you and dashing at you, and I just keep, like, 20 or 30 yards between them, and I roll and slide around and just shoot them. And it's actually been pretty easy. Uh, also, I'm playing with just myself, and when I was playing with fish, it was probably doubling their HP, so it just seemed like it took a lot longer to kill everything, and it was kind of a fucking grind. But uh, it seems lessened when you play by yourself, because it's just accounting for a one-party member. And I actually have been flying through it. Like, it's the game has actually been pretty fucking easy with the gun. I just sit back there and shoot the fuck out of everything. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll get into the, the, the niche stuff maybe for Game of the Year. But that's, it's a really great game. I get it. I totally get why Fish fell in love with it. I still think that there's a lot of bullshit surrounding it. Like, it's not actually a world. It's like a bunch of tiny little caged-in set pieces. It would be cool if it was actually a world that you could just walk from place. You know what I mean? Like a real, like mm-hmm. we live in a world, uh, an age of like the best open world games ever created. This game is not like that. You jump around on like a mini map to location to location that they're all different and they look cool. 
but they don't feel connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, the different areas that you go to definitely have their own theme to them and don't really connect to the previous or the next theme. Um, yes. Other than, other than there, there's one part where the story kind of connects one area to like the ecosystem in, in the game, but the story in that game is not something where it really shines. But yeah, maybe, it, yeah, it's pretty bad, but maybe maybe in Monster Hunter Worlds 2 or something like that. It's, uh, it's very, yeah. apparently yeah, not we're waiting for Monster for a Hunter. Actually, a world. It's gonna be the, <laughs> that's, a, that's the new title. <laughs> finally Monster make Hunter. Tagline. Really? Yes. It's just when you play this game, I'm telling you, man, it just feels very Japanese. It feels like just cut from the mold of every other game like this, except the fact that it's really, really, really pretty. Um, and if you've never played one of these games before, like Fish, then. You're probably gonna have a lot of fun with it. Who knows? I mean, fish. Honestly, I don't want to stereotype you, but you are the Asian of the podcast, and you are now liking the Monster Hunter game, which is a huge phenomenon in Japan. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about that, why do you think fish? Why do you think uh, Monster Hunter was always really big in Japan, but never caught on in America? Do you have a theory? No, I don't. Okay, I'll have a theory, but um... do you have a theory, Josh? Thanks. One time Thanks zone. Thanks for stereotyping me. One time zone. I, 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 I don't want to stereotype, but I think there's something to it. it things catch on in different cultures for a reason. Um, yeah, but so. I mean, a lot of co-op stuff catches on there better, and I think a lot of it is just kind of it's easier mm-hmm. to get a small community there and really doing something together really well. Mm-hmm. Like Splatoon has been a success pretty much everywhere, but especially in Japan. Um, like it has just been a huge, huge success in Japan. Um, yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with it. Like you're in, in order to get a community together, like they need to be on playing the game together at the same time. Um, and even just doing that in the States is a pain in the ass. Like trying to get us to play a game together yeah, is a thing. But it's a, a lot of people- thing here. But so. multiplayer games are huge here, so I don't think that... Well, and now Monster Hunter is a lot more popular because, you know, the Destiny crowd, which is the weird thing, right? Like, when you play this game, you're just like, man, Destiny really nailed this whole multiplayer thing mm-hmm. down. I don't know why Capcom couldn't have looked at that and, and just tried to translate a lot of those basic, like, menus. Like, even the menus in this game feel, like, really, really old. And, and I'm not going to nitpick the damn thing because I don't... I, I don't care to. I believe in macro criticisms. Um, it's just fascinating how old it feels. But having said that, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Like the world itself is so imaginative. Like you can just come across weird little monsters. Like, uh, like I came across these two weird like little like mud looking things swimming in this little like water area, and I jumped down in there. And my my little cat Palico was like floating around on his little cute little. Uh, um, raft thingy and then those little creatures started attacking me like there's a lot of imagination and detail um put into the the creatures of the game it's that's mm-hmm. it's about mo- if the monsters didn't look cool you got nothing you know yeah um so much of the effort be- is directly put into the monsters in this game like the, all the animations in them all the attack patterns like that that is where the effort is in this game like that it's it it lives or dies by the monsters, and they're good in this game. They are. They're really they're solid. 
Yeah, they're they're huge. They're gorgeous. They and you know it's got the hooks that most games have. Like you'll go upgrade your party. You have like a hub world. You know those things are not new, but they they add a little more of the the addiction for you know especially for people like fish. I'm sure when you just get done taking out a big monster, you go forge a couple new pieces of gear to look like maybe the monster you just killed. You know you're hanging out in the hub world. You're looking at yourself, picking up some bounties. They got that that progression that kind of gets people hooked. You know. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the gameplay as well in that game I thought was very satisfying and um there takes a bit of there's a learning curve to each weapon that you use. So eventually you'll start to learn all the different moves that you can pull off and well which moves are pretty good to use against certain monsters and stuff like that. Like uh, I really like the progression in that game and like the learning curves that you have to overcome to really shine as a a monster hunter in that game so um yeah that's why i put 200 hours into that game is you know i think i used the bow for the majority of those hours to actually beat the game um and i thought the game was pretty fun using a range class but then i wanted to switch it up and you know use the daggers and the daggers like they're they're a whole different world when you have to be like right on the monster so you're you're mm-hmm. checking the monster attacks uh all its different weak spots like it, it's it just feels like a almost different type of game at that point when you can just switch up the weapons that you use at that point i mean you know the monster's attack patterns but then you have to learn your positioning and all that like it's a very technical game like at higher level play of that game yeah. like it gets real yeah. difficult and real fun as well and i love that challenge in that game Yeah, high-level play does seem pretty, like it gets pretty crazy, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, What would you say, Fish, if if there's any, is there anything you could make a case for this game, Fish, that you would say it does for the industry as a whole? Like, if if you were to say, like, maybe the cinematics in God of War kind of pushing the push the industry the envelope in a way because you know it's like that one constant camera angle or the technical achievement or of something like red dead like what is it in the monster hunter do you think that pushes the envelope of the industry in a way anyway is there anything um just a very advanced amount or just a vast amount of uh systems in place that all work and synergize with each other as long as you understand them because it it is very daunting to look at those menus in that game and think, what the fuck am I looking at? What does this do? Oh, what am I supposed to do with this piece of gear? Um, there there's so many different abilities in that game, but once you get that down, once you get past, you know, learning like what certain abilities on the pieces of armors that you're wearing and what they can do to help you in battle, like once you get past that learning curve, like that's when it gets really rewarding as far as customization in your character. And I think that that's how long would you say that, that, that takes how to get to that point? What would you say? It it depends on the player really. Like if they, if they really shine as far as like, um, having poise in combat against these monsters. <laughs> God damn. What are you talking about? This shit just <laughs> fucking wild, man. If you have poise in combat, yes. if you really shine, yes. good God. I, it, it, it's wild like i've seen videos of people like taking out like high level monsters in this game under like two minutes and like they they really have to be on the ball as far as like using their abilities and everything um 
I mean, these are like encounters that usually take me about 15 minutes to do, and these people can knock them out within two minutes. So, like, I'm in awe of, like, how quickly they could pull off all this different stuff as far as with their characters and different weapons and stuff like that. But um, I would just say probably it shines as far as, like, synergy, but... Uh, synergy that is the most politically yeah. walked around bullshit answer <laughs> and i i gotta give you credit man you i was trying to trap you there and God you gave me fish. synergy what? What, are the, what is monster that hunter doing? what is synergy what is monster <laughs> <laughs> what is monster hunter doing to push Upward gaming mobility interconnectedness uh, networking <laughs> the fuck is uh, happening here we're God, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> you know, I, I, I still have a, a love in my heart for distinctly Japanese games, too, a little bit, because I grew up playing them, so um, it is a lot of fun. It really is. And like I said, it looks great on the Xbox One. It really does. Like, last night, the um, the Anjanath, or what is it called? The Anjanath? It's like a T-Rex yeah. with dragon wings. It fucking, like, just roared at me, and it just looks so... The best way to explain what the Xbox One X looks like to people who have don't have a half system is that it reminds me of the first time I watched a high-definition DVD. That's what it reminds you. When I play games now, it actually looks different. It reminds me of the first time I watched a high-definition video. It's the best way to explain it. I don't know why that is, and I don't, I'm not a technical, you know... I don't get deep into the technical side of things. I'm just telling you that's the way it looks. So, And I have a smaller TV, which Josh said is better for resolution, because if I had a larger TV uh, that was not 4K, I wouldn't really be appreciating the, the quality of the picture. Isn't that right, Josh? Well, in, your, in the room you were using it at, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. So you're, it's, It looks great. It's a lot of fun fish. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I will say this, it has climbed into my top 10 games of the year, Fish, I'll give you that, just because that part of my brain that really likes to look at weird, imaginative, it's sort of like when you'd see a monster in like Final Fantasy, and you're like, man, that thing just looks fucking wild, that thing looks really cool, like, someone took so much time to design all the little textures and weird strands and bubble sacks and teeth, you know, like, that stuff that's always been really, uh, it gets my brain clit throbbing, uh, so there's some good brain clit throbbage here, I would say. Okay. All right. Um, uh, last poll of the show. We'll close the show on this. By the way, if you enjoy what we do and you want to support us, we're trying to get to $200 on Patreon so we can hit our next big goal. If you go to patreon.com slash swordchomp, you can support us. We have some new supporters actually this week, so thank you. Those who uh, came aboard like Border Jumper Mel. Um, but basically, if you look for a $5 tier, you get access to a top secret Instagram page. And I'm going to highlight this a little bit. But this week alone, I can tell you that we got up a bunch of cool stuff. Um, not just Josh's amazing meal he made right before the podcast. Rare mm-hmm. photos from the vacation. Um, rare videos from when you guys were up here and we podcast. Inside jokes. All sorts of cool stuff that are just for our VIPs. It's like a cool little community there. Um, and you support us in the process. So that would be awesome. But the, to end the show, the last poll was basically um, did Outer Worlds. Uh, kick Bethesda right in the groin. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Did the did the uh, does that Outer Worlds game, the new trailer, uh, kick Bethesda right in the groin? And it came back like 87% said yes. Um, right to the groin. They're getting it. So I know we talked about that a right little bit in the last heart. week. Right to the heart. 
that's 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 your thinking muscle right there. Um, so yeah, it sucks. Bethesda's I don't really like to bag on Bethesda at this point, but it's a shame. It's a shame what has happened this year, and I'm sure they're just excited for this year to be over. Uh, next year can start. So have that Bethesda conference at E3. God, wouldn't that be crazy? If Bethesda was like, oh, we also don't want to do E3 now because we just had such a bad year, and, and then they pull out, and then. Microsoft is just like, well, well, fuck. I guess we should pull. I don't know. This is in a weird spot, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so Game of the Year is going to be running more next week. Uh, and the, the polls are going to get tighter and tighter until uh, our Game of the Year podcast in which we can uh, vote for the winners. Mm-hmm. So next. Also, you don't want to miss. <laughs> you don't want to miss. Uh, next week, Fish is going to be doing intros for the podcast. It is very special when Fish does that. Once a year, Fish chimes in to deliver the intros at the beginning of the show. So you don't want to miss it. <sighs> Let's see anything else. Other than that, everything's been going good. Uh, I don't see anything else on the notes that we super hit all the major points I wanted to. Um, and next week is going to be like our backwash show. Everything that we want to just backwash into the, you know, like the, everything from the whole year has become backwash mm. and we're just going to swallow it. <sniffs> Yummy. Uh, metaphorically speaking, because that's really one of our last shows to talk about games and then game of the year is going to be here. And that is going to be the most epic debates of all debates as we grow and grow. It's our third game of the, it's crazy to think we'll be on our third game of the year show guys. So, doesn't seem like that long. Pretty cool. Yeah. It really doesn't. Um, I'm sure Fish was just like, God, it feels like forever. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. I don't remember before this episode started. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think we're winding down. Everyone's getting a little quiet on me, and that's usually the sign to wrap this bitch up. Um, it's been a fun one. Side podcast. I have one called In the Blood, where I interview composers. Check it out. Evoking the Sublime podcast where Shay interviews developers like Supergiant, which we talked about today. Check it out. And of course, our Patreon page. We will be back next week with an all new Chomcast. Thanks for checking out the show, and we will see you next week. <laughs>